God's Word now, this morning reading from Lamentations chapter 3, uh, and that's on page about 688 of the, the Pew Bibles, and it'll also be on the screens before you as well, and we're going to read from verse 1 down to verse 27. That's Lamentations chapter 3, reading from verse 1 down to verse 27, and that's about page 688 of your Pew Bibles and also be on the screen before you this morning as well. Let's listen to God's word together. I am the man who has seen affliction under the rod of his wrath. He has driven and brought me into darkness without any light. Surely against me he turns his hand again and again the whole day long. He has made my flesh and my skin waste away. He has broken my bones. He has besieged and enveloped me. With bitterness and tribulation, he has made me dwell in darkness like the dead of long ago. He has wailed, walled me about so that I cannot escape. He has made my chains heavy. Though I call and cry for help, he shuts out my prayer. He has blocked my ways with blocks of stones. He has made my paths crooked. He is bare lying in wait for me, a lying in head hiding. He turned aside my steps and tore me to pieces. He has made me desolate. He bent his bow and set me as a target for his arrow. He drove into my kidneys the arrows of his quiver. I have become the laughingstock of all peoples, the object of their taunts all day long. He has filled me with bitterness. He has satted me with wormwood. He has made my teeth grind on gravel and made me cower in ashes. My soul is bereft of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. So I say, my endurance has perished. So is my hope from the Lord. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear it in the yoke in his youth. Amen. And may God bless us the reading of his holy word this morning. I wonder if I was to ask you, what has this year been like for you? How would you answer it? How would you respond? If I was to ask you to describe this whole year in one or two words, how would you answer that question? I think we would have a variety of different answers. I think there would be some common ground between some of us, though, maybe that we've had some similar experiences. And actually, if we were to describe 2023, that, that we would maybe describe it the same way. Maybe some of us are, are glad to see the back of 2023. Maybe some of us are, are gutted because actually it was a really good year for us. Was it successful? Was it productive? Was it disappointing, hard? Was it painful? Was it joyous? Was it a long year? Was it a quick year? Was it a struggle? Was it a breeze? I wonder how you would describe your 2023. Maybe you're in a different place at the end of 2023 than 
you were at the beginning of 2023. Some of you weren't here in church at the beginning of 2023. But to see you here at the end of 2023 is wonderful. It is a joy and fills my heart with gladness. Maybe you had hoped to be in a different place by now. Maybe you are in a different place. Maybe you have known breakthrough, that there was a struggle at the beginning of the year, but now at the end of the year, you can safely say that that stuff's behind you. And maybe some of you hoped it would be behind you by now, but you're still having to endure it, and you're still going through it. I wonder how your 2023 was. As I tried to prepare for our last sermon in 2023, I wrestled for quite some time with what to share this morning. And I probably chose about 10 to 12 different Bible passages to speak on this morning. And I'll let you into a wee secret as minister. Sometimes, you know, we, we want to be quite profound, especially at key moments in the calendar year. We, we want to kind of know what that home run feels like. You want to hit the ball out of the park. And, and actually, there was passages that I was pulling to think, oh, that's a what I would really gear us up for 2024. But I ended up settling on lamentations, and I'll tell you why in a few moments. I really struggled with what I should preach on this morning. And normally, at this Sunday in our year since I've been here, we look back and we give thanks to God for all that He has done. And we will do that in, in some aspect this morning. Um, and God has been so good to us as a congregation, as a church family. We have known and seen a lot happen in the last 12 months. We've known joy and we've known suffering. We've known both of those experiences. We end the year with people who used to be with us but are no longer with us. We've had seven members pass away in 2023. We've also had people who have decided that actually it was time for them to leave Sandy Hills Church, and that is a sore point as well for many of us. We know the, the different pain that both of those losses to our church family has brought. However, in the midst of that, we have known the immense and amazing blessing of so many new faces gathering Sunday by Sunday. Loads of new faces gathering for church that we praise God as well for nine new members in this last year. We've had three adult baptisms. God is so good. We've known so many blessings this year, but at the same time, and again I'm repeating myself, I know we've known the low points and the hard moments as well. But what I felt we were to do this morning, and it's why we've landed on Lamentations 3, was I wanted us to look at this beautiful hope between verses 22 and 24 in Lamentations chapter 3. And I want us to see how those words that we read in those verses have been what's carried us through 2023. But I'll also, that this is the hope that we can have for 2024 at the same time. Verses 22 to 24, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Friends, that has been our truth and our reality in 2023. In every day of 2023, God's mercies have been new. His steadfast love hasn't come to an end. And actually, 
just as we look back and give thanks for that, we can look forward to 2024 and think, God, I thank you that in all the days that are yet to come, your mercies are still going to be new every single day. That no matter what I go through, that your great love, your steadfast love will not come to an end. Lamentations is a book in the Bible which is fairly unique. It has five poems in it. And these poems look back and reflect on the Babylonian siege that Jerusalem um, experienced and the destruction that happened because of that. This Babylonian siege that came to Jerusalem was devastating and absolutely decimated Jerusalem and the people of God as well. And that's why when we read it in the first kind of 20 verses of chapter 3, they're fairly heavy. They're really, there's a lot of pain and, and anguish within them. It talks about losing hope in the Lord. It talks about knowing affliction. It talks about um, the, the arrow um, being used as a target for an arrow and, and knowing its quiver piercing into your kidneys. There is so much pain. It talks about bitterness and tribulation and dwelling in darkness. And it's a really dark place that the, the author of chapter 3 of Lamentations is experiencing. He's going through a horrendous time. And the book of Lamentations is a book which is like a memorial to the pain that God's people experienced during and after the fall of Jerusalem. And what's important for us to remember is that for Israel, for God's people, that this land that they had, and then the Babylonians come and they take it off them, this land that they had was the fulfillment of God's promise for them and to them. God said to Abraham all the way back in Genesis, you leave your homeland, I'm going to give you a land. And off Abraham goes, and he goes into this land, that is, uh, uh, and he experiences the walking in faith. And then we see them end up going into, into slavery in Egypt. And again, um, God provides a, a, a way out of that for them. He gives them Moses, and Moses delivers them from slavery through the Exodus. And then Joshua takes them into the promised land. And then we see King David establishes amazing kingdom. And through David and his, his offspring, we see the temple being built for God's presence to dwell in. And then all of a sudden, all of that's taken from them. And for them, what that looks like is that God's promises have been taken away from them as well. And what I love about Lamentations is that we, we see other laments in the Bible. We see them in different places. In particular, we see them in the Psalms. But here what we have is effectively a way of protest. It's effectively a man protesting to God. God, where are you? What is going on? I don't understand. Why is this happening? It's a way of drawing God's attention to the painful things that we're experiencing in this life. The things that weigh heavy and the things that are sore and the things that hurt us. It's a way of people in the Bible um, venting their anger and their voice of confusion to God. I wonder if I was to ask you, did you go through a low moment in 2023? Was it a struggle in 2023 for you? I think every single one of us would go, yes, there was. And if I was to ask you, did you bring that to God? I think a lot of us would probably go, well, no, probably I didn't. I carried that by myself. What we see through laments in the Bible is 
Broken people taking broken situations to a perfect God. Saying, God, where are you? Why is this happening? They allow us to voice our confusion in the midst of hardship and suffering. And these different poems that we have, we, in the first four, they are what we call um, acrostics, which means alphabet, alphabetic poems. And effectively what that means is that each verse begins with a new letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Why am I telling you that? I love the contrast that we see, that it's been so carefully written, these laments, that even in the midst of all of this confusion and pain, that we have this order and linear approach and well-structured poems with the, this, these alphabet poems where they take the first letter um, of the, the, the Hebrew alphabet and they go through them and they offer a lament, a poem to God, so that even in the pain and even in the confusion, we see order when it comes to God's word. I love, I love that. I find that so fascinating. And each of these different poems, they, they show us different things. In the first chapter, the poet personifies Jerusalem as a widow and calls her Lady Zion and how she sits alone and she sits in pain. And then the Lady Zion speaks and she calls on the Lord to notice her faith. I wonder if you've experienced that this year. Can you identify with Lady Zion in Lamentations chapter 1? Have you felt that you are sitting alone and you're sitting in pain? Well, I encourage you to call on the name of the Lord and ask him to see your faith. And in chapter 2, it focuses on the fall of Jerusalem and how it falls as a result of the consequence of sin. God's people had walked off and turned their back on God. And often what happens is God sends these prophets to say, people come back, come back, come back. There's going to be consequences for what you're doing. And often what we see with these consequences in the Old Testament is that they end up going into exile. And that's what we see. That although God is slow to anger, that eventually his wrath will come. And they experience it. And for Jerusalem, God's wrath came in the form of the Babylonians attacking them and, and laying siege against their city. And then we have chapter 3 we read this morning, which is the longest poem out of um, the book of Lamentations. And in it, what we have is this lonely man who is speaking and calling out to God on behalf of the whole people of God. And we read it this morning, and maybe as we began to read it, you think, man alive, what a heavy way to end 2023. And in it, though, we see pain. We see that this really heavy heart that the writer has. And friends, what it shows us and what laments show us in the Bible is that we don't have to act like we've got it all together. We don't have to act like we've got it all together. We don't have to put on a brave face and come to church. This is the place, friends, where we should be most real in life. I once heard that you know, church isn't a place for perfect people. It's a, it's a hospital. It's a place full of broken people knowing that they need healing. And I, I don't know about you, but that, that's me. I, I know that 
There's moments where my life is broken. And I don't have it all together. I thank God that I don't have to put on a brave face. For God cares about you. Isn't it amazing that God takes these laments, these utterings from broken human hearts, and that in his grace and in his mercy, he adds it into the canon of Scripture, and he makes it part of God's word. Friends, take it to the Lord in prayer. Whatever you go through in 2024, take it to him. Don't carry it by yourself. Take it to him. Because he cares about you. You don't have to pretend you're fine all the time. God sees and God knows. Take it to him. Whatever is weighing you down. And I know there's some people even sitting here right now this morning. And whatever that thing that weighs heavy in your heart. And maybe you're thinking, it's going to get worse in 2024. Take it to him. Let him walk with you. Let him carry you. Let him be the one that holds you fast. God wants to hear your laments. He doesn't want you to hear your praise. He wants you to say, do you know what? God, my heart is heavy. And actually, 2024, I'm dreading it. It scares me. Bring it to him, whatever it is. And this man who's writing in Lamentations chapter 3, he is bathing his soul and he's pouring out the depths of his heart. God, I'm broken. God, I'm sore. God, I don't know what to do. God, it feels like you've abandoned me. And then I love verse 21. But this I call to mind. And therefore I have hope. And what we see there, friends, is that even though that might not be his experience right now, he calls to mind something he knows about God. God, this is my experience. This is how I'm feeling. But I know you stand above it all. God, I know I can hope in you because of this. See the power of remembering God. In the midst of this hardship, God comes to the front of his mind. And we see then that his laments, they turn to intercession. They turn into this hopeful and faithful prayer. He has no answers. He has lots of questions. He brings them to God. And then he's reminded of this most beautiful truth in verses 22 to 24. As I call to mind, therefore I will have hope. Even though life sucks right now, God, even though it has been a really hard year, even though things have been really heavy upon my heart, God, I know that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. That his mercies never come to an end. I said earlier that I felt we were to look at this beautiful hope we get in Lamentations 3 because we see that actually it's been what's carried us through 2023, but also, friends, because it gives us hope for 2024. And 
I know that for me that these have been words that have carried me in this last year and, and I'm, I've written, I'm going to write them on the, the inside of my Bible as well so that every day when I open up my, my, God's word, I'm, I'm going to see them. I'll be reminded that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what is happening, high or low, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. I don't know about you, but as I look back over this last year, I, I do, I see some amazing moments. I see some really awesome moments that I thank the Lord for, real blessings upon blessings upon blessings. But, but also I've, I've known low valley moments, moments of real struggle, moments of real pain, moments of real tears. And as I look back over this year, I know it is his mercy that has carried me. I know it. Because if it wasn't, I wouldn't be standing here. It has been the only thing that has carried me over this last year is that his mercies never come to an end. That every single day, they are new every morning. The basis of this, somewhat surprising and somewhat renewed hope that maybe hits us like a brick wall as we read through Lamentations because it doesn't sound like that's where he's going to end up. He's knowing pain and pain and pain. The, the basis of this is God's love. That is what we can hope in, friends, is the love of God. The steadfast love of the Lord, and sometimes this is translated in the Hebrew as the covenant love of God. Or the loyal love of God. Or the committed love of God. God's love is loyal. It never ceases. It will never abandon you. It will never let you down. Through all of 2023, he has not stopped loving you. No matter where you went. No matter what you went through. No matter what was done to you. No matter what you did. His love for you never stopped, not for a single second. His love is perfect, his love is complete, and his love never comes to an end. His love towards you is fixed. Nothing you have gone through and nothing you will go through in 2024 can tamper or will alter God's amazing love for you. And because his love never ends, that means every single day we awaken, his mercy is refreshed. His mercy is new. His mercy, we read, it never comes to an end. His mercy is a byproduct of his love. In the Hebrew, this word for compassion or mercies relates to the womb. Why does it relate to the womb? Because it means to describe the tender, caring love of a mother. That's what God's mercy is like for you. It is a tender, tender love. It is love like a mother. And his compassions, that tender, caring love, his mercy, they're new every morning. Every day you wake, every moment you awoke in 2023, and every day God blesses you with in 2024, His mercies will be new. His mercy will once again be there for you to experience, to lean on, to know, 
And maybe you need to do that as well. Maybe you need to write this verse down. Maybe you need to write down verses 22 and 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Write that somewhere, even on a mirror, in your bathroom, whatever. You will see it every single morning you awake. Write it down so you're reminded, so that you, like the the author of Lamentations, can call this to mind. That no matter what you're going to go through in 2024, that this is truth. This is true. This is what God has promised and spoken over you. And guess what? It's true for all of our tomorrows. His mercy will always carry us. Reminds me of the story about wee Johnny who was in primary four. And he was desperate to walk to school by himself. It was only about a three or four minute walk around the corner from his house. And he was desperate to do it. But his mum was a wee bit of a nervous wreck. And she really, really didn't want to do it. But wee Johnny kept pestering her. Mum, please let me walk around the corner of school. It's only around the corner. Please, I'll go straight to school. And having spoken to two of her friends who both worked in the school as classroom assistants, they said to her, let him walk and you know what, we'll leave the house a wee bit earlier and we'll park the car. When we see him come out, we'll follow behind him just to make sure that he's okay. And this brought her, the mother, a wee bit of comfort. So she relented and she said to Johnny, right, you can walk to school by yourself. But she didn't tell him about the two friends because she wanted him to know a wee bit of independence. But she was brought comfort from knowing that he was going to be watched over. A few weeks went by and the subject about him walking up, walking to school it came up again. And his mum was saying to Johnny how well he was doing. I'm so proud of you. You're going straight to school. You're crossing the road. You're doing amazing. And he was all proud and he was chuffed that he'd mastered it and he was doing great. But then he said, it's okay though, mum. There are two ladies from the Bible that walk with me every single day. His mother didn't know what to say, so she tried to play dumb to allow Johnny to keep his independence, but she was also a bit confused when he said there was two ladies from the Bible walking with him. Which two ladies from the Bible, she asked, knowing it was really her friends. Well, it's surely goodness and mercy me. You read about them to me every night from Psalm 23. Mum, Johnny replied. And with a smile of peace on his faith. Don't you remember, mum? Surely goodness and mercy may shall follow me all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy may shall follow me all the days of my life. For great is his faithfulness. These verses are what inspired that amazing hymn that the hymn writer Thomas Chisholm penned. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. In every day of 2023, in all that happened, the good and the bad, God was faithful. His mercy carried us. And I don't know what 2024 is going to hold for us as a church. There'll be moments of joy, I'm sure, and there'll be moments of sorrow. But I do know that in every day, we will experience God's mercy because they're new every morning. And he is faithful. 
Just as we close, the writer says, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Another way to think of this is the Lord is my inheritance. The Lord is my inheritance, so I will hope in him. This is a beautiful verse which describes God as someone not far away or distant, but actually as someone who belongs to us. There is a possession type feeling within this verse that God belongs to us. He isn't distant. He isn't far off. But he's ours. He is our God. And we are his people. And he will never let us down. And he will never let us go. And as we look forward to a new year, what more do we need? Knowing God is with us. God is beside us. God is for us. So who can be against us? What we see here is that God's past mercies are the basis for the hope that we can have in the future. So as we look back over 2023, friends, we see that God has carried us every single step of the way because he loves us, because his mercy is new every morning, and because great is his faithfulness towards us. And as we look forward to 2024, may you know and may we know as a church that whatever comes our way, his mercies are new every single morning. And his faithfulness is great. And his love for you will never stop. And he will never let you down. We're going to watch a quick video now called Still God. When the storm settles, when the walls fall, when the night passes, you are still God. The creator, the maker, far greater than pain, a pandemic, our savior when it seems there's no ending, the trial after trial that hits us like waves, who you are is proof that one thing remains, and that one thing is constant. That one thing doesn't change Yesterday, today, and tomorrow the same In the days things are great and I praise you the same In the days that I make your heart break You're the same Consistent, continuous, constantly here In low valleys, high mountains, your presence is near In the present I tend to lose sight of that fact But to see where I'm at from my past whew, It's so clear That through it all You are still God the God that's a light to my darkest of thoughts The God that's the map to the wandered and lost The God that's enough when he's all that I got The God that sees value and says I'm worth the cost You're the God that's perfect and loves me though I'm not You're the God that carries me when my feet hit a stop You're the God that forgave me when I deserved hell When you yelled it is finished that night on the cross Through it all, you are still God my strongest foundation, you are my still God. In the midst of my storm, Lord, you are a still God. When the enemy hears how these words instill God, he'll attack to remove you, but he cannot steal God. You are still God. So tell me, what sickness can break us? 
What fear can invade us? What media can tame us with the stories they make up? What can anyone say? What can anyone do to ever hide that through it all? There's still you. So through all of this, remind us again that you have a plan for your glory in the end. And Lord, until then, all we pray for is patience. Let us be the light to the ones who forgot. Let us remind them that you are still God. He was God in 2023, and in 2024, he will still be God.